for the longest, I had been having some kind of like creator's block. And at first I thought like maybe because there wasn't any circumstantial situations going on in my life that I needed to vent about, but then I thought like, hey, well, all the topics that I want to talk about are stuff that I've already spoken about, so why am I being redundant? That could be pretty annoying for a listener, but then I thought about it. No, this is my form of self-expression. If I want to talk about the same topics a million times, each time that I talk about the same topic, it will be different because I have grown and evolved and have stepped up, but I still hold the same morals, values, and principles. But finally, finally today, and for the last couple of days, I received a download to my spirit. And the first song that came to my mind was Unpretty by TLC. You probably know it, and I hope that I don't get a copyright infringement for this, but it goes like, um, you can buy your hair if it won't grow, you can fix your nose if you say so. You can buy all the makeup that I can make But if you can't look inside you Find out who am I to Be in a position to make me feel so damn unpretty (laughs) And I was like, yo, I love that song, yo, that's my And it's true, like, when that song first came out, that was my jam because... I grew up in a household with predominantly uh, women, and our head matriarch um, didn't really didn't really love herself, didn't really see her value, you know, didn't really see that she was pretty or that she was beautiful, and that was a trend on both sides of my family where I never really heard anyone say, "Oh, you're so pretty." Like people who told me that were always people not in my family per se you know, um, or, oh, you're so beautiful, or, oh, I, I love this, or I love your hair, or I love, you know, like, for some reason, we were so stingy with love, but would give you trauma, and drama with ease, and it's not to guilt, shame, or shame anybody, nothing like that, it's just, we need to bring these topics out in the open, because when we keep them hidden, they play out in these little insidious ways that we don't realize, but they are breaking us down, you know? Just because something is normal, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that it's right. So for example, me growing up, let's say if I would piss off somebody, you know, like that doesn't mean that just because they called me a fat pig or a fat bitch or whatever profanities were being thrown at me as a child, you know, because I didn't turn off the light or because I ate the food or because I did whatever, right? Like, every time that that would happen to me, it would it would eat up. It would eat me up. And the funny part about it is, is that I actually wasn't even fat. <laughs> now, probably. But then I wasn't fat. I was a child. I was a developing child you know and I didn't have 
I didn't have proper feminine energy around me to really shield me and protect me from stuff like that because having a father around is very important, yes, absolutely. But the people who you do have around, whether it be mother, father, grandmother, brother, sister, whoever it is, aunties, uncles, is so important for those people to be good people, secure people on the inside. Because if not, it just is like throwing salt on an open wound. And I say salt because eventually that wound just heals over, but the inside is still tender. You know, it's like a a scab that as soon as you go to peel it, it just starts rushing with blood because it was never truly healed in the first place. It was a rush job. Um, And again, this is not to guilt or shame anybody, but these are familial paradigms and familial ideologies that run through not only black households, white households, Spanish households, Chinese households, like we are so stingy with love, with validation sometimes that it's it's sick. You know, like I was thinking to myself, like people are capable of change. Because for me, my birth chart, I'm all fixed. Everything about me is a fixed sign. Like Everything about me is supposed to say that I am stubborn, unmovable, unchangeable. And it is true on behalf of my principles and what I believe is right. But when it comes to self-improvement, mm-mm. So for example, I now am the type of woman who can see another pretty woman and go, Oh my God, you, you look so beautiful today, sis. I don't have to know her from a hole in the wall. Or I could see a girl with a nice pair of shoes, and you know I love shoes. And I'll go, oh my, yo, your shoes are so fire. I love your shoes. I never had that. Nobody ever taught me that. Even compliments was, were scarce. It's one thing for food and money to be scarce, but even the free things like compliments, again, validation people seeing you and actually seeing you, not seeing you from their sick, tormented eyes and ways, but just seeing you for your innocence, your your being. I, I didn't have that. But when I got older and I realized, hmm, something was wrong. This is probably not normal. <laughs> like, it's not normal that I don't like nor trust women for a very long time. Um, and granted, there's a handful, I mean, I could count them on my hand, the amount of women that I actually rock with. And no matter what, I will always try to do whatever I can to make these relationships with these women last because I know that they're trustworthy. But even that first initial feeling of being so super guarded against women, like that is because growing up, I came from a household filled with women who they just were guarded. They didn't see their value. And you can tell that by the relationship that they chose to play out. And you can tell that it passed down to me because I ended up being almost exactly the same way. 
I too didn't see my value in relationships. I too chose men who further broke down the little string of confidence that I was even working on. I know uh, if you're if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that back when I was with my ex for a super long time, one time I went to go get my my tubes tested because we weren't we weren't conceiving, and when I came back from getting my tubes tested, we got into an argument about something, and this nigga gonna look at me and tell me that I'm jealous of his baby mother who is not really his baby mother, somebody else's kid, but we ain't gonna go there today on that topic. He gonna tell me that I'm jealous of her because she could do what I can. You know what I'm saying? But why, why, would I, why was I even attracted to someone who can say something like that? And that doesn't mean that people cannot slip up and say things mean on accident. No, it wasn't his first time. But again, because of growing up in an environment where no one really saw me, no one really said, hey, you know, you're so special, you're so unique, or, you know, you're, you're going to make something out of yourself, or you're going to be something, or you're so, you know, you're so wise for your age. No. And I'm not saying I didn't hear that. Oh, I did, but from strangers. So, um, so pretty much as a child, from people who didn't mean anything to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so interesting when you look back and figure out why. Why does this scar exist? Why does this wound exist? And you trace it back to that first comment, that first snare, that first glare, that first snicker, that first insult, that first put down that first let down when you can trace it back to the root and really stare at it and deal with it that is what will truly help you build your self-esteem back up all too many people suffer from low self-esteem myself included when 2020 came and I lost my job due to the pandemic and I was almost facing eviction and all this shit was happening I gained so much weight, not only because of stress, but because I, I could not afford the type of food that I used to get before. And I gained so much weight. And you want to know what I did when I finally started getting back on my feet? And then I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, oh, you're such a fat bitch. Where did I get that from? Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, you know, and again, that's just my story. Like, there are some people who are self-conscious about, you know, anything. Maybe it's a dimple. Maybe it's a freckle. Maybe it's vitiligo. Maybe it's they're too light. They're too dark. They're too this. They're too that. They're too fat. They're too skinny. They're too tall. They're too short. They're too... It's like we're we're all just in this same repetitive loop where I have to ask, like, how do we fix this? How do we heal these self-esteem issues, these confidence issues? How can we just walk throughout life not loving ourselves? How? 
that means that we are on autopilot. That means that we're still in the matrix. And that that is not okay. Now, I'm not trying to say, like, if you're fat, that you shouldn't lose weight. Or if you're extremely skinny, that you shouldn't try to gain weight. Like, I'm not saying anything. I'm not insinuating anything. I'm not assuming anything. But what I am saying is that you need to love and accept yourself for how you are right now. Right now. If you have fucking fat, go fucking hug your fat, bro. I'm not playing. Go hug your fucking fat. You know why? Because at the end of the day, it's, it's there with you right now. All those naysayers, all the judges, all the people who put you down, the people who made you feel like shit, they're not around. It's just you and not fat. So whether you lose it today, whether you lose it months from now, whether you do weight loss surgery, whether you, you eat good and you work out, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Those are all future tense. Those are not the present. So focusing on the future and how you can change things in the future will give you nothing but anxiety. Focus on loving the you that is present now. I will never forget when I was having a Britney moment and me and my ex were like finally breaking up. And I remember I cut off all my hair. And mind you, my hair wasn't as long as it is now. Like, I feel like I needed to cut my hair, you know, so that it could grow better. But yo, (laughs) when I cut off all my hair, bro. Thinking back, I don't even know if I cut my hair for me. And I say that because I'm starting to reminisce about these times that my ex would say to me, oh, you should should cut your hair. You would look so good with a short haircut. Oh, that'll be my dream version of you with a nice short haircut. And this and that, and I think I think at that time I, I suspected that he was cheating on me. Um and I think I just I just lost my shit and I I knew that I was at a breaking point because to cut my hair, that's not that's not even my style. But when you are with someone who no longer values you, no longer sees the 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 reason why they even chose to be with you in the first place, those things would tear down your self-esteem. That's actually one of the reasons why I don't like cougar relationships or dating someone younger or extremely younger or extremely older than yourself because dating that person can possibly take a hit. Your self-esteem could take a hit. And I say this because I think about older women that date younger men, right? We all know that men like everybody, young, old, whatever. And we all know that when an older woman gets with a younger man, to see him even glance at a younger girl with a a supple body or supple breast or you know, their skin is still tight or you know what I'm saying? You know know what I'm saying. 
Like to see your your man glance, even a nigga that's your age, to see your nigga glance at a girl that you feel look better than you and you think that she look younger than you, yo, that shit is gonna burn your soul. And I think I spoke about this before um, when I was speaking about how my grandma, my mother's mother passed away, um, you know, due to self-esteem problems, trying to get surgery to look like some model bitch who her nigga wanted her to look like. And where is he today? I don't even know if he even go visit, go to go to her grave to give flowers or nothing. But do you see how other people can tear you down? How hurt people hurt people? Like only somebody who doesn't love themselves will sit there and tear another person down or make snarky comments or remarks. Like I've never done that before. I've never been with somebody and said, oh, I wish you would change your hair or I wish you would change your clothes or I wish you would change. Like, no, if if I wanted to change you, then I don't want to be with you. I don't. Because then that means that I don't accept you for the stage that you are at right now. (laughs) The future you, yes, it matters, but right now it doesn't. It's not the present. And unfortunately, again, because my self-esteem was so low, I would always continuously date guys who their self-esteem was low and they were looking for a a charge for their self-esteem and they would try to put me down. And like now that I recognize those red flags, it would never happen to me again. But before I didn't know any better because I came from an an environment where this was normal. (sighs) So after my ex, when I began dating, you know, this guy who... We were always kind of like long-term fuck buddies, but we never went anywhere. When I started dating him on a serious level and I realized, like, this guy's a fucking scumbag. You're a douche. Like, literally, he would try to tell me, like, let's say, for example, if I catch him on Instagram, like, like liking pictures of girls that don't look nothing like me. One time I even caught him on my birthday. Yo. It was my birthday and I caught him liking a, um, making a comment under some girl picture, like, oh, I would love to see your, your butt from behind. Under the girl picture on my birthday. <sighs> but yeah, this is the same nigga telling me that he's loyal and he's faithful and he, and he wants this. And come on, chuck bolt. Right? Like, why? But yet, here's this guy. This he's he's a really big, a bigger guy. You know, a darker complexion. Obviously, feels super uncomfortable with his body. He gave up on his weight loss journey, and here he is now doing little things that, even though they they're selfish, they're also tearing me down because I'm connected to this person. And then trying to tell me, oh, yeah, do squats. Oh, yeah, eat this. Oh, yeah, go to the gym. Oh, yeah, do this. Oh, yeah, change your hair. Oh, I don't like when you wear your hair like that. I like when you wear your hair like this. What? Motherfucker, I look like a dolly? <sighs> and as an intuitive, hearing some of the things that some of the people who I love have you know have experienced uh from their their other partners their other family members 
telling them, it brings me to fucking tears because I know that feeling all too well. Somebody who you love and trust, you're going to take their word at face value. So if you say I'm fat, I'm fucking fat and I need to lose weight because I love you. You're in my life. I see you every day. I fuck with you. I wouldn't tear you down. So why would that be my first instinct to think, oh, wait, I should probably not listen to this person because they're tearing me down. <laughs> no, that's ne- that would never be my first instinct. But all too often, sometimes it's the people closest to us who tear us down. And they don't only tear us down because they hate themselves. No, they tear us down because they want us to stay at their level. They want us to stay at a place where we will, we will energetically, physically, mentally, spiritually be just like them. So because they hate themselves, if we hate ourselves too, then we could just have a hate party and just be miserable all our lives. Fuck that. Miss me with that. That's that's not okay. That's not okay. So I'm challenging you today that if you are, if you have friends, family members, lovers, coworkers, people who tease you, bully you, make fun of you, put you down, uh, talk about your color, talk about your weight, talk about your height, anything like that, and it's not a consensual joke, you got to get rid of those people. And it's your low self-esteem that is going to try to make you stay with them because it's better to have some than none. No, no. It's better to have none than some. It is better to find all the love that you are searching for within first than to try and get it from all these different cups. Because when you are an empty cup and you're looking for your love from all these other cups, you could easily be poisoned. You could be tainted because you don't know what people have within their souls. You don't know. So if somebody is fucked up, but they look like a, a fucking hundred million dollars, they got the shoes, the, the bag, the car, the crib, the hair, this, that, the waves, all this shit, right? And you're like, oh, well, this person is so put together, you know, being connected with them is going to make me feel good about myself too. No, no. It's all an illusion because what they're doing is casting an illusion in the first place. Superficiality is the, the, the go-to in our generation right now. They don't, you know, it's like people don't care if, if their lifestyles are real or not. At least I look like I have one. Fuck that. I'll be totally fine and a little flat with my man and our kids and we're chilling. And when that's all we, that's all we need. I'm cool with that. I don't need a a glamorous luxury life if that's not where I truly am because then that's just making it worse. Money can buy happiness. It can buy experiences that will bring you euphoria, that will bring you bliss, that will bring you a state of mind that is at the highest pinnacle of the charts. But the thing about money is that eventually it just becomes another scab. (laughs) 
it's like you cover yourself in money, but it, it's just sitting on top of this uh, warm, wet, moist wound that is just waiting to ooze out. And usually, especially with a lot of our celebrities, you see it ooze out because you start to see them lose their shit. They start to have mental breakdown. They go into the hospital. They sick. They this. They that. They get more surgery. All of those things are different forms of mental illness. Even for example, like and I always talk about this too: women who women who augment their bodies, men who augment their bodies. That is a that's a form of mental illness. And we were not talking about it because the medical industry would lose so much money from people with these illnesses. Augmenting your body is an extreme form of body dysmorphia. That's, that's body dysmorphia at its highest octave. That you are willing to take your thoughts to action. You are now committed to making a change. You are now signing your life away by chance. My grandmother did that. And I don't I don't I think that if someone would have told her, if it was generational for women to look at another woman and say, you are so beautiful. You are so powerful. You are so magnificent. You are so brilliant. I love your skin color. I love your hair. I love that dress on you. I love that color on you. You look so amazing today. I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy you came. I love when you come around. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for what you did. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for that gift. Thank you for calling me. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being there. If we have those kind of conversations, they're not ready for that. They're not ready for that, but they need to be. That is where we need to head. We need to be more comfortable talking to ourselves like that first. So when I wake up in the morning and I get up and I go to the bathroom, on the days that I remember, because there's some days that my ADHD kick in and I cannot remember. But on the days that I remember, I just look in the mirror and I say, you are so beautiful. I love your soul. I love the person that you are. You have such a big beautiful heart you are such an angel you are such a superstar anybody would be so lucky to have you you are so valuable and I start to feel so warm in my heart because I know that these things are true and I don't need anybody to tell me because I've told myself and I believe it That is the place that you need to get to in order to build your confidence. You need to delusional yourself until you can't delusion yourself anymore. Even if you don't feel like it, even if you don't believe it, you have to tell yourself 
every single day until you do. And one of the funniest things about self-esteem, low self-esteem, low confidence, all those things, the same people who feel like that can be sorted into a few different groups. The first group is those who feel like that. They feel low. They, they probably don't like themselves very much. But everyone else can see their beauty. Everyone can see their beauty. Everyone can see their value. But they just don't see it. The next group is those who feel so unseen that they live their lives in the shadows. They don't want to do too much. They don't want to try much. They're they're too afraid to live on the edge. They don't want anybody to see them at all. So they hide themselves. They cloak themselves. They play low-key. Both groups share the same things in common. Wanting to be, or at least thinking that you can be invisible, or that you are. You're not. You're not invisible because I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I smell you. I breathe you. I love you. I care about you. I want you to have the most fulfilling, prosperous life that you can. I want you to believe in yourself so much that you break through the glass ceilings that you have placed above yourself. There are endless possibilities in this world for you, but you have to believe. Stop playing small with yourself. Go big. There's no going home. You are home. Your body is home. This meat suit that we have, some people have cute meat suits. Some people have fucked up meat suits. Then there's all of us in between. It doesn't matter what your meat suit looks like. You could change it. You could alter it. You could do all that shit. But your soul has to be unmovable. Your soul has to be so connected to God that no change will matter. Because those changes are inevitable. Janae Aiko says, change is inevitable. Why hold on to what you have to let go of? Which is everything, and especially in regards to our physical appearance, our physical beings. You have to let go of trying to be in control all the time, trying to be in control to to be perceived as a certain way. Who cares about other people's opinions? You can see 10 hot chicks on Instagram, and I, I promise you, all 10 of them bitches is at home crying. I promise you. It's just life. 
It's not being a hater. It's not being jealous. It's just life. Everybody has a self-esteem concern that we all need to heal and deal with. Just because you see somebody decorating their meat suit, that doesn't mean that they don't feel the same way. That doesn't mean that their soul is not longing to belong. Ten times out of ten, these Instagram chicks be by themselves. Ain't even got no friends. If they do have friends, they some empty, shallow friends just like them. Two peas in a pod. We don't want that anymore. We don't want the superficialness anymore. We want the wholeness. I want the whole you. I don't want just the you. I don't want your representative. I don't want to meet your representative. I don't want to meet the one who is strong and confident and, you know, just... Because if it's, if it's an illusion, then I don't want an illusion. I want the real you. Who are you? Show me your vulnerability. I'll show you mine. Let's build. Let's get strong together. Period. But the illusions we have to let go of. How do I know? Because I got the same... Listen, honestly, my my representative is a little bit more vulnerable now. But before, trust me, I was a hard ass. I didn't really smile too much. I didn't really disclose much about myself. I was very private. You know, very guarded. Didn't really associate much. Didn't really want to make much friends. None of that. Because I just didn't, you know, just self-conscious as fuck. But now, my representative is my true representative. It's, It's funny when it wants to be funny. It's sad when it's sad. It's vulnerable when it's vulnerable. It's weak. It's fragile. It's it's strong. It's delicate. It's agile. It's it's everything. And I'm going to give you who I truly am now because that's who I'm going to be. And that's okay. If you don't like it, then you can hit the road, Jack. You have to develop the same ideologies, the same paradigms in regards to yourself. The same mental schemas that sound good, they sound impossible, they become easier and easier when you practice them more each day. It takes 21 days to form a new habit. And that's valid. So, I love you. And I'm so excited for your growth. I'm so excited for the man, the woman, who you are destined to be, who you are right now. Let's grow. Till next time.